Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yeah, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend Infuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. Show's namesake BJ Shea is on assignment and running the boards is Joey D's. Hi. Hello. Wow. Wait, oh, there we go. It's Wednesday. Yeah. And We're going to be talking about Magic the Gathering. Apparently, they've decided to get into a street fight, and we'll discuss the neon destiny of Kamigawa, Kamigawa. tips and tricks, and then maybe that more, but of course, the geek sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. Let's get have our blogs, podcasts, and more. Wah. Just search BJ Chase Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, and the Odyssey app. <laughs> to find us. Yeah, many ways to get a hold of us. And please do so. We love to uh, get feedback. And, you know, just uh, in your recommendations, those fun things that you've been doing that is geeky. One of those things is Magic the Gathering. It's been a standard for us for uh, quite a long time now. Uh, One thing that is not and is a fairly new thing are the secret lairs. And this, I I don't know if it necessarily started with the Godzilla ones, but it was around that time, right? Yeah, kind of where they do the crossover IPs. Yeah, exactly. And it was Godzilla mixing with new cards. Uh, Some of them were actual cards. Some of them were not. And they have come out with a new one that... Very intriguing for me on this one. Street Fighter X, or Secret Lair X Street Fighter, available in both uh, regular and foil editions. And you're like, wait a minute, Street Fighter? Yes, the classic video game. Uh, And this is, (laughs) I love the description on this. Here comes a new challenger. The legendary world warriors of Street Fighter are ready to battle in Magic the Gathering. Up the competition with cards for each of the eight playable games characters featured in the original release of Street Fighter 2. With these fighters in your deck or collection, Shadow Lu doesn't stand a chance. And so, yeah, it's the original eight fighters that you could play, the uh, selectable characters from the original one. So it includes E-Honda, the sumo champion, Ryu, the world warrior, Ken, the burning brawler, Blanca, the ferocious friend, Chun-Li, Countless Kicks, Dalsim, Pliable, Pacifist, Guile, Sonic Soldier, and Zangief, the Red Cyclone. (laughs) So all of the original uh, eight players. Yes, not legal in constructed formats, I believe. Yeah. So these are mostly for your... Commander and decks like that. Yeah, exactly. So if you have like some fun decks or you want to build something, which would actually be kind of fun, it was would be to get these and have it, you know, maybe even being like those the kind of the mini commanders or something like that. Just build a 60 card deck that revol- revolves around each of these creatures because they do run the gamut of all of the different colors. Um, characters like Ryu and E Honda are both just plain white uh, as, uh, as the characters. Um, Ken is red. And then the other ones go into the gold sections with uh, Blanca being red-green, which makes sense. Uh, Chun-Li being uh, white-blue, which is kind of interesting on that. Uh, Dalsim being green-white. Uh, Guile being three colors. We get into the big ones with red, white, and blue. Ha <laughs> ha. Because he's a he's an army fighter. Got I it. got it. There we okay. go. And Zangief, which is black, red, and green, which is Jund, which is kind of makes sense in terms of like big monsters sort of things. He's a great art dude. He's choking a bear. Dude, yeah. Like the art on this is fantastic. Like these are re- this is really, really, really good art. And the abilities are 
they really kind of uh, uh, encompass what you would imagine from like a top tier street fighter. And just even running down, these are fantastic. E Honda has Sumo Spirit, which is as long as it's your turn, each character or each creature assigns combat damage equal to its toughness rather than its power, which is a very strong, um, I guess it was a tree folk. Uh, 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 ability that came down with, I think, Doran the Siege Tower was like one of the first ones. Way back in Lauren, yeah. Yeah, yeah, way back in the day. So they would have very little power, but they'd have big butts. And that's the same thing with E. Honda here. His defense is seven. He's got zero power. But when it's his turn, essentially he's a seven-seven. Then it gets into his other ability, which is a hundred hand slap. So whenever he attacks up to one Hundred target creatures each get plus zero plus X until end of turn, where X is the number of cards in your hand. Wow. So if you say maybe maybe you have a gigantic mono white token deck and he has an entire army and say maybe you have a hundred tokens out there and say maybe you just happen to have seven cards in your hand and you attack with all of those, all of those guys get now plus zero plus X, which if you just do the quick math on E-Honda, that turns into him doing 14 damage. By himself, up to another 100 creatures. I mean, 100 creatures is kind of ridiculous, but we've also seen that in one of the old Theros cards where it was literally they could the creature could block up to 100 creatures. They love the flavor. Yeah, it's absolute flavor when it comes down to that. Um, Ryu has training, so whenever this creature attacks with another creature with greater power, put a plus one, plus one counter on this creature. So um, Ryu starts at a 2-4, but if he's going with uh, larger uh, powered creatures, he will start getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then, of course, he's got to do the Hadouken. Of course. Which I love because of the fact that it is a red ability, but it also uses an old, unused untap ability, which is very, very powerful. And it's uh, four colorless and a red mana, and untap him and discard a card. He deals damage equal to his power to any target. If excess damage was dealt to a creature this way, draw a card. So this is very strong in terms of I'm going to attack with him. Before you declare blockers, I can untap him and Hadouken something. Yep, yep. I like it. Yeah, which is fantastic. Very defensive. Yeah. Uh, Ken, Burning Brawler, is red. He's a 4-2 with Prowess, which is another uh, old school ability that just says whenever you cast a non-creature spell, this creature gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. And then for a red or a white, he gains first strike until end of turn. And then he's got the Shoryuken, which is the big flaming uppercut that he does. And whenever he deals combat damage, you may cast a sorcery spell from your hand with the mana value less than or equal to the damage without paying its mana cost. And he starts at four. This is some powerful cards. Yeah, these are, and this makes sense as to why they wouldn't be uh, legal. Yeah, in like, I mean, in like a, a, any sort of like constructed format. Yeah, could you imagine? Oh man, no. <laughs> I, I think that we'd have some more uh, Reddit threads on our hand if they did, dude. Right? Um, Blanca has haste, which makes sense. He's a five-five monster for five. Rolling attack. He uh, has trample for as long as you cast three or more spells this turn, which is 
interesting in terms of I could see that being very powerful and even like a cascade type of deck yep, or like just something where you have uh, maybe a lot of those spells that can uh, uh, replenish themselves. I think like uh, me- uh, Metamorphose or any the of the like, trips, yeah. yeah, or yeah. can trips or something like that. And then also he's got his good old Electric Thunder. Whenever he becomes the target of a spell, he gets plus two, plus two until end of turn and deals two damage to each opponent, which is a huge deterrent for them to try to like a lightning bolt or do direct damage to obviously something like a doom blade or like just a destroy target creature isn't going to do a whole lot to save him yeah yeah but you know hey at least i'll deal two damage and commanders can be recast which is also the great part yeah exactly like this one seems like really fun if you just have a lot of beasties in this sort of deck Peace. or just a lot of lightning bolts because i mean he does cast lightning i really like that he does have lightning <laughs> uh chun li has multi-kicker because <laughs> she, she has all her lightning Shocking. kicks. Shocking. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So for a blue or a white, she does multi-kicker, and when she enters the battlefield, exile up to X target instant cards from your graveyard, where X is the number of times uh, Chun Li was kicked, and then put a kick counter on each of those. And then her lightning kick ability says whenever she attacks, copy each exiled card you own with a kick counter on it. You can cast those copies each at the time. That's a lot of spells. That's a lot of spells. So if you can sink some mana, and she's only three for a three-three. So e- even early on, that's a pretty strong card, pretty powerful card. If you don't have a lot of instants that you can deal that with, um, that's super, super amazing when it comes down to it. Dalsim has reach, which makes sense because <laughs> yeah, he can stretch his arms. That's super funny. So stretchy. He's also got teleport. He can. Uh, he has hexproof unless he's attacking, which again makes sense for his pacifist ways. And then whenever a creature you control with reach attacks him, untap it, and it can't be blocked by creatures with greater power this combat. And then whenever one or more creatures you control deals combat to a player, draw a card. I like cards. That's an interesting aspect because a lot of the times we would see a card, it would be maybe a black-blue card or just a blue card doing this. This is a green-white card that's doing that. Has white and I know green's been getting a lot of card draw. Has white been getting card draw in the recent years? Everyone has been, yeah. Ah, uh, okay. Kind of moved towards everyone can draw cards now. Okay, I guess that makes sense in that sort of term. But I that's mean, a powerful card to draw. I guess again, more than one creature can draw cards. Yeah, exactly. Or even just like mixing him alongside with someone like E Honda. Just because the fact that, oh, more cards means more power means, and he's got a 1-3, so if he's suddenly doing more with that, he's got a smaller power, but he's still dealing damage with his defense. Oh, I didn't even think about that. You yeah. can play them all in the same deck, but which oh, one yeah, you, absolutely. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah, this is a lot of fun. I love it. Um, Guile, again, like I said, uh, red, white, and blue, and a colorless for 4-4. Four, four. Whenever he enters the battlefield or attacks, put a charge counter on him or remove one from him. When you remove a counter this way, choose one. Sonic, boom! He can deal Four, uh, four damage to any target or flash kick. He gains lifelink and indestructible until end of turn. Wow. Yeah, that's really good. Woo. And I think my personal favorite, Mr. Bear himself, Zangief, he must be blocked if able. So he's got that kind of lure on there. Not all of them, but he must be blocked. Um, he's got iron muscle. As long as it's his turn, as long as it's your turn, he has indestructible, which is helpful because he is seven four. So he's got a little bit less defense. And then he's got the good old spinning pile driver. When he deals damage to a creature, if that creature was dealt excess damage this turn, that creature's controller sacrifices a non-creature, non-land permanent. Wow. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, and that even kind of reminds me of just the 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 fact that, and it's kind of reminiscent of even just like uh, uh, when they would, uh, you know, the the bonus 
scenes where you destroy the barrels or you would destroy the car yep. at the dock, that sort of thing. It's like he's doing so much damage to the – he's literally doing more damage to the area with that gigantic spinning pile driver. Yeah, he's a, a crowd favorite. Yeah, and this – you know, this – I've been – you know, back and forth when it comes to these secret layers when they first came out. I feel something along these lines is pretty awesome. Like they got the flavor. They can understand that. It's not going to affect your tournament play. If you want them, you can get them. If you don't want them, you don't even have to worry about them. They're not going to They're not gonna affect how you play the game. And, again, it's that sort of thing. It's like if you bring it to, like, uh, you know, your local game store to participate in Commander Night, just make sure everyone's cool with it when they're playing it because they are kind of outside of that realm. Yeah, Commander groups are generally pretty open to everything, you know, because it's just for fun. And I don't yeah. think these cards are any more powerful than a legendary card you could find <laughs> yeah. these days. I mean, there's so many powerful commanders. That's the thing that's just like, and and even just what we're going to be talking about just the new the, the newest set, like, like, seriously, like Kamigawa Neon Destiny is the 91st set for Magic. Wow. That, they've almost got 100 sets out there, and that's not including these secret layers or these ridiculous things. And there's just there's so many cards out there. Yes, these ones do some special things, and these ones really kind of uh, fulfill the flavor of a non-magical thing because they're reaching outside. And they've been doing that with a bunch of stuff at this point in time. Um, and it just kind of makes it more accessible. There will be people who didn't really necessarily care about Magic, knew their friends played it, but they're going to be all in when it comes down to Street Fighter. Or even the people who have their favorite Street Fighter characters. And to be perfectly honest, this opens it up to having them having the second set where you can have the bosses. And if they want to do another eight card set, they can do from like Street Fighter, uh, the the one where they had the like Cami and Fei Long and oh, yeah, uh, DJ yeah, yeah. and uh, uh, Thunderhawk. Um, and then just with like, you know, Vega, Balrog, uh, Vega. Yeah, dude, right. Vega would be amazing as a character because he's got to have flying at that point or at least can like tap to fly because of that stupid jump attack. Yeah, jump. I don't even know what it would be, but something like that. Yeah, exactly. So super amazing on all of that. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm pretty, pretty stoked when it comes down to all that. If you don't want to buy that secret layer set, well, let me tell you, you can go on to wizards.com slash magic and find some set you want to buy. Oh yeah. They have everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We've talked previously, like I said, the, God, the, the, the Godzilla one, but also even the walking dead that they've done. They've done a whole bunch of different ones. And I mean, eventually they'll probably just do everything at this point. Yeah. They, <laughs> they released recently some, uh, Oh, what do you call it? Synthesizer lands, whatever music lands or whatever. They're they're essentially that cool like seventies, eighties retro yeah. look. Oh, dude. Oh, they're I'm amazing. Look those up, it's, man. It, you Ooh. could find way too much stuff to spend your money on. <laughs> <laughs> um now moving on, like we did talk about the fact that Kamigawa uh Neon Destiny is out. And this is the one that almost got me back in. Like this is like they went and they took uh they took a traditional Japanese uh plane and uh, updated it 1,200 years in the future and turned it cyberpunk. And you've had a chance to play it. Uh, I have. How extensively have you been playing this? Um, Maybe when it first came out, I did, I think in total I've done about 20 drafts, but when it first came out, I drafted a bunch with my friends online on Magic Arena and had a fantastic time. Oh, really? Had something like an 80 to 90% win rate. Through 15 drafts, which Damn, is absurd, dude. you know. <laughs> yeah. Really enjoyed it. Loved all the themes. You know, the artifact and enchantments that matter in this format just create so much depth to what you can do in the draft and in the games outside the draft. 
the I mean the the art. Don't even get me started. I can't I can't stop <laughs> talking about how Magic is an art first game these days. Yes, and that was I mean even back in the day that was really got that was what pulled me in. Just like the first time I ever saw Fireball. Like it was just so striking and you're like, "Oh my gosh, this is amazing." And now, like I said with that cyberpunk aesthetic, but also just even leaning into like traditional yet Futuristic on all of the aspects is really, really beautiful. There are big dragons. You get, you get me with big dragons, okay? You know, <laughs> you, you got they got like nine arts on them. They all look great. Uh, you, you just can't go wrong these days with any kind of magic product. Magic Limited is amazing. It, I mean, I don't, I don't balance is always a thing that you can argue, right? Mm-hmm. What, how, what should I be able to do? How often should I be able to win? I hate when it comes down to that for people because to me you're playing a game. It's when we were it's like when we were talking about Elder or Elden Elden Ring, Ring yeah. in the last podcast. There's no wrong way to play a game if you're just trying to have fun. Yes. And that was uh one of my best friends had a game store for a while and when I was younger, I would get really I would get tilted when it comes to magic and it would be like, "Well, I'm supposed to win." And he said something that was just it was just commander, but it was one of those things that kind of struck with me. It was, it was like, yeah, he won, but now we get to play another game. Exactly. And that's like the whole thing. It's like, yeah, sure, you're not going to win every game. And even playing something like Apex Legends on, you know, on a PlayStation, it's like, you're not going to win every game. Just go and have fun. And it, it, it's hard to get in that mindset, especially with something like Magic, where it gets personal because you're making your deck and you want it to do its best. Yeah, and you know, I talked about win rate, but the the thing that I like about when I have fun during a pre-release, right, is like I might win more, but I actually have more fun as the format goes on mm-hmm. and the win rate actually goes down, which is kind of the example I'm trying to make because you you get to enjoy more of the cards. The concept okay, of rares yeah. and mythics and things you don't open them very often. You get to play with the cards very often. I know the commons and uncommons by my you know tenth draft. Yeah, yeah. You know exactly what's good, what's not, what's going to work. But understanding the complexities of staying open in your colors and finding the rares that people don't like and that kind of thing. Ah, oh, it's just so much fun. And the themes throughout each draft change because of how much uh, you know diversity there is in the different archetypes. You know, because enchantments matter in this format, mm-hmm. artifacts matter in this format, samurais creature types matter in this format, even instances of sorceries matter in this format, sagas matter in this format, which are the new enchantments. Yeah. And, you know, when you're trying to have fun, I think that for me, you want to start off by being able to do whatever you want to do within the draft, which is I'm just going to play red or I'm just going to play green. Yeah. And then as you play more and more, you see the different things you can do, and then you get that replayability, and it draws you in, and you just want to keep playing. <laughs> and Magic Arena, guys, it's so cheap. It's really not that bad. If you've played Magic, because yeah. I've played Paper <laughs> Magic. <laughs> I've played a lot of Paper Magic too. It is like buying a new car. The second that you <laughs> open that pack, you have lost money. But that's yeah. fine, because that, that is an investment you're willing to make. But Arena is, I mean, they give you, I, I would say a free draft every week if you just go on and do your dailies. Really? Yeah, your free daily yeah, quests. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, Yes, it will cost a little bit of money to play mm-hmm. the game. Yeah, it's but, like any hobby, really, to be perfectly honest. But the payoff is there. the The amount of time and effort that the Wizards of the Coast community has put in to each one of these sets, including all the arts and you know the the special product they put out. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna be blown away. And 
after you're done with the limited format, you can go play Constructed for free. Yeah, and then you can just figure out what you got with those cards and then even just figure out the best aspect you want to do with that. The way that they do um, to try to get, because a lot of the times you're going to want to have multiple copies of cards, depending usually, you know, between one to four is like the usual. It's still four, right? Four, oh, yeah. Okay. Um, and so when you're looking at that, you can finally kind of figure out what archetype you want to play in constructed and the way they have it so you can get those extra cards if you need them once you get the first card of that you can sink some gems in to get multiple copies and make that happen so there's a lot of ways that you can get to that point instead of just hoping to crack packs or have to trade because there's no trade feature on magic arena which is probably for the best when it comes down to it yeah and it seems daunting to get cards it's not that daunting as long as you're I don't want to say smart about it but you have a, an idea of what you want yeah like if you want to build the green white deck save your wild cards you'll be fine to be able to do it relatively quickly now if you're like me and you get a little greedy and you want to build all thousand decks possible <laughs> of every format well you might have that's to play that's where a you more. become a whale then yeah you may take my money <laughs> <laughs> so yeah and again at that point even when we talked we just mentioned Elden Ring like if you want to build a deck like that or if you want to have like the best draft archetype or you want to kind of see where things are doing a little bit of research online will go a really long way to be perfectly honest though with like magic arena like it's so accessible now at this point in time like you can go out there still go in fairly blind and have a fun time because even the tutorial system when it comes down to this if you've never played magic before i 100 uh 100 suggest you check it out verse uh on arena because it it gives you the step-by-step. It's a lot less daunting when it comes down to it. And, I mean, still go to your local gaming stores, especially on pre-release days, because those are the days where everyone's there to have fun. They want to figure out how things are going to work. And a lot of the times, it's super newbie-friendly. Yeah, I always say Magic Arena is your Monday through Thursday game. It's great for when you're off of work or Mm -hmm. on the bus or something like that because it's on mobile as well. Friday, boom, that's your LGS. Yeah. Friday night drafts, Friday night construction. Friday night magic, you know, man. It yeah. used to be a thing, and they're still throwing stuff out there. So It's coming back, baby. <laughs> I know. It's like, thank goodness we can go out there and play magic. It's interesting to see all the game stores. And I mean, we've had Dylan from, uh, from around here as well. Um, just, you know, hanging out, playing magic one-on-one or in a group in just that setting where it's not just having to play online. You have that aspect and you have that that community interaction, which helps out a lot. Yeah, I feel people do rage a lot less when they're playing against someone that they can see across <laughs> yeah. the table as opposed to their computer that's just they're banging their head against. Can confirm. Yes. 100% on that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, uh, a good way to check it out. A good starting point is with all of that. And now it is time for The Geek Sheet with Vicky B. What do you got going on, Vicky? Okay. So one thing that Rev and I love to do is we send each other memes and posts of like funny zodiac sign things yeah. based on our zodiacs. And I don't necessarily follow the zodiac thing like to a T like I I don't base oh, yeah, I'm not no. a horoscope based my life around it, but I love reading little tidbits, especially the really funny ones. The ones that I love are the ones that are silly, but also still have a little bit of gem of like the person. Like, yeah, there's a lot of the times where it's something along the lines, especially with you, Vicky. It's, uh, you know, it's like easily distracted and then so or some other someone things. that's like very, like has to have everything in a certain order and mm-hmm. way neat and organized and yours is a lot more, a little bit more of chaos, but also leave me the hell alone. Yeah, yeah. A lot of leave me the hell alone is, uh, <laughs> it's kind of my mantra the, to be perfectly vibe. honest. So there is a, uh, a, from the New New York Post, I guess. There's a list of characters, of Batman characters, and how they align with astrology. Ooh. So I know Rev is Taurus. Yes, I am. 
So who do you think would be yours? From Batman characters, are we talking heroes and villains or mostly just heroes on this one? Everyone. Do we have a list of what a Taurus is? Well, the Taurus is the bull. It's April 20th to May 20th. And we have like a, they are naturally, you know... Introverted with a little bit All of right. spice. Here, I'll, I'll, read, I'll read the description without telling you the character's name. Okay. It's like they have Taurus's tenacity and rises to every occasion with courage and strength. Oh, wow. Mm. Okay. Okay. So that means it feels like it would be a heroic character. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm going to say Nightwing. No, that one's actually further down uh, from a different oh, month. So Nightwing is in it, but not me. Okay. No. What about, uh, what is it, uh, Commissioner Gordon? Oh, mm. I want to be Commissioner Gordon. Mm, I don't see Commissioner Dang Gordon it. anywhere on here. That's he should be in that. That should yeah. be Taurus. Commissioner Gordon is Taurus. Wait, well, what, what do they say? Batwoman. I don't know anything about Batwoman. I, I know say, that Ruby Rose played Batwoman on the show for a season, and that's all I know about Batwoman. I think they might also be, like, because there was, like, Batwoman was, like, Batgirl. I think that might be kind of the, the same thing. Batwoman and Batgirl are different. But, like, uh, like some people, I think I thought, like, there was a while where there, Batwoman was somebody else that wasn't, like, the Ruby Rose portrayal. Because that one was portrayed yeah. by, I think the character's last name was something Kane. And she was like a lesbian with like really red red Kate hair. Kate Kane. Kate Kane. Yeah, yeah. I just had to look it up right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. So yeah, that just makes the, sense. The quick the quick character of it, just looking online quickly. Trained by the military, Kate Kane was an heiress inspired to fight crime by the Dark Knight's example after mm-hmm. he rescued her from a mugger. So I mean, that's just the base one line on that one. So that's pretty cool. And what are you, Joe? I am a Scorpio. Really? Mm-hmm. Based on everything I read about Scorpios and stuff, people are always saying, oh, no, Scorpio, Scorpios. And it makes sense because my little brother's a Scorpio. He's three and he's a menace. And everyone <laughs> seems to say Scorpios are menaces. So Joe, that's why you're not a menace. I don't a, think you're a menace. I'm a neutered Scorpion. Oh, right. wow. <laughs> well, Scorpio, they say that they have an energy that draws in the curiosity and desire of those around them. Total Scorpio. Catwoman. Yeah. Yeah, because cats are curious. Oh. Yeah, Joe, you're a cat. I got a tail. You got everyone that <laughs> everyone uh, draw in the curiosity and desire of those around you. This I is look fun. great in latex. Oh, <laughs> you I, do look great in latex. <laughs> I'm going to pass on those pictures. Check out Joe's OnlyFans. <laughs> you're missing out. All right, let's see if you guys can guess mine. Mine's a Virgo. Mm-hmm. It's like they're humble, empathetic, and resourceful like a Virgo. Apathetic? Empathetic. Empathetic. I thought I said end pathetic. I was like, <laughs> no, you're not. Okay, so say that again. Because <laughs> I missed uh, I heard that and I just cut. Humble, empathetic, and resourceful like a Virgo. Oh, okay. Ooh, Robin. You're saying Robin. Mm-hmm. Um, resourceful. I'm going to say the Riddler. No. It's actually someone I don't think you're even thinking of at all. Okay. And it's like Alfred Pennyworth. Oh, okay. I was okay. like, he's not Super. a cool gu- one, but that definitely if I had to base it off of everything else I've read about the Virgo thing, I'm like, it, he makes sense because he has everything... He has everything kind of figured out. Yeah, and he is the resourceful one. He's the one that usually provides the stuff for, like, you know, like Bruce Wayne slash Batman will ask for a thing, and it's up to Alfred to make that happen. That's true. Which is (laughs) no easy task, by the way. Uh, I'll go down and read the other ones, too. Yeah, this is fun. Uh, Number one is, well, not number one, but Aries, which is from March 21st to April 19th, is Batman. Brave, bold, and familiar, uh, familial. Bruce's dedication to his bat family embodies Aries' fear. How do you, Aries's? Aries? Yeah, yeah, Aries. <laughs> yeah, Aries. Yeah, Aries. 
Fierceful Loyal Nature. Okay. We already did Taurus, which is April 20th through May 20th. Mm-hmm. Gemini is May 21st to June 20th. They're the Riddler. His coy okay, and yeah. mysterious behavior is seductive and mesmerizing like Gemini's. Gemini's are mysterious. Like, I only know this based off of, uh, there's an episode of Big Mouth where Maury says something like, oh, Mercury's in retrograde. And he's like, oh, you can you knock it off with the astrology uh, stuff? He's like, ah, spoken like a two-faced effing Gemini. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh, okay, so they're two-faced. Yeah, well, and uh, the Gemini symbols are the twins. Yes. And so it's like, it's, it's essentially like, yeah, it's like, um, you'll 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 say one thing, but possibly do another, and not to be like duplicitous, but it's literally just like your in your nature. Yeah, it's just in your nature. It's just like, oh no, well I'm going to do this thing now, and you're like, but why? You said you're going to do that. You're like, well, not just because I thought I was going to do that thing. Uh, cancer is June 21st through July 22nd, and it's Poison Ivy. She has a feisty and captivating personas like Cancers. Leos are July 23rd to wait. Oh, yeah, August 22nd. I'm like, wait, am I on this? No, no, no I'm not. You're, not. <laughs> you're, you're, you're like right on the edge yes. there. Yes, uh, Nightwing. He's stunning and elegant and easy on the eyes, like Leo. See, I was hoping I was Nightwing. Yeah. Because uh, I'm stunning and so easy close. on the eyes. <laughs> and my, my best friend is a Leo, so we're always, it's always like beauty, like, oh, just gorgeous and stunning. So beautiful. If, if you, if you want to look online, you can find my picture of me and my mullet when I was in high school. I had a delicious, stunning. golden <laughs> mullet. It looks like a lion's mane. I can't, I can't even get it out. But that was, I, I tried. I, I don't know if I've ever heard anyone finish. describe a mullet with the word delicious, but uh, we might have to I do that. I don't know why I did that either, but that's where we are now in our lives. I'm just picturing the mullet from Peacemaker, the chick at the beginning. Oh, dude. Yeah, uh, you're not really wrong. No. Uh, that was a delicious mullet. Uh, the Virgos <laughs> already said, but that's August 23rd to September 22nd. Libra, September 23rd to October 22nd is Robin. He has an extroverted and spontaneous nature like Libra's, not to mention also easygoing and ready for whatever adventure is ahead. Scorpio, we already said, October 23rd through November 21st. Sagittarius, November 22nd to December 21st is Batgirl. She has a fiery spark and uh, indomitable spirit and oh. always picks herself back up much like a Sagittarius. That sounds... Uh, well, my wife is a Sagittarius. My brother the, and that, Sarah, your yeah, sister are. Yeah, that indomitable mm-hmm. um, usually means stubborn and uh, whatever, whatever, I'll do what I want. <laughs> fiery spark. Oh my God, that sounds like your sister. Yes. Oh my oh, God. Oh, straight up. Yeah. My brother is kind of the same way except my the other brother that's not a Scorpio, the non-three-year-old, the 30-year-old. <laughs> He's very much like... Yeah, whatever. I'll do what I want. But not so in your face about it. He's like, I'm just going to do whatever. Yeah, yeah. He, he, won't, he won't worry about telling you what he's going to do because he's just going to do what he wants. He's already did it. Yep. Capricorn, <laughs> December 22nd through January 19th is Raz al Ghul. He's legendary, enduring, and wise. And also like Capricorn, he is constantly reborn after death, stronger and better than before. Is that what you can just do as a Capricorn? You cannot, you're not a phoenix if you're a Capricorn. I was about to ask. I was like, oh, you, you no one else got cool superpowers. Right? I, I yeah, you get superpowers as a Capricorn. The idea of like when you when you start anew and kind of reset your life. Yeah. Uh, Aquarius, January 20th through February 18th is the Joker. He has a perspective and quick-witted nature like Aquarius's. Uh, also a je ne sais quoi that holds nice. the affections of other like Harley Quinn and Batman. Okay, yeah, super charming, and usually sometimes in the wrong ways. Uh, in Pisces, which is February 19th to March 20th, is Sc- uh, Scarecrow. 
an endless dreamer, and much like Pisces, he digs into the minds, souls, and motivates of motivations of everyone he meets. Yeah, just keep him away from the uh, fear chemicals. I was That's trying right. to remember why I know Je ne sais quoi. Je ne sais and quoi. it's actually because of the Harley Quinn series. Uh, oh, where, really? Where uh, Dr. Psycho says something. It's like, I got a certain je ne sais quoi about me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how do I know that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you said it right, D- too. I was like, wow, good job. You know French. I just know that because I watched another DC show. <laughs> <laughs> well, it all worked out together perfectly. Well, let us know what you guys think. Is yours accurate, would you say? Maybe? Yes? No? And until next time, stay nerdy.